to do it again. And welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian. And I'm Jackson. Holy shit. Jackson is here once again. Kelly is in Italy. Plus, she's not a huge horror movie fan, as a lot of people know. So this works out very well because Jackson is a new horror movie fan. Am I right? Yes, very new. So as people know, we are doing the new Halloween movie 2018. My voice is wavering a little bit because it's still coming back after I've been sick for, what, three fucking weeks now? And you're weird. That's also true. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Yet I wasn't the one wearing a fucking Michael Myers mask and tweeting and messaging me. <laughs> I was just getting in the spirit, okay? Jackson is extremely excited to talk about this. And I've been looking forward to talking about this because I think most people know for Ian Hates Movies, I love horror movies. I really do. Yeah. And it's been kind of exciting talking to you, Jackson, because you really haven't done a whole lot of horror movies in your life. So I had to give you a bunch of recommendations, right? Yeah, because like I've always here's the thing with me. I've always liked scary movies, but Mm -hmm. I never actually like went into you know the good you know what i mean like the ones that are the most famous and this and that i just i've been liking scary movies for a while but just the ones that have been like coming out and stuff like that which doesn't really compare right i was about to say which doesn't even really compare to how they used to be from what i'm now realizing so it's like a found love that i'm like finding all these old scary movies that i totally missed out on right and then also because some new people might be listening to this Jackson is a former co-host of Ian Hates Music, and he lives in the boonies of Texas, so you're going to hear him go robot voice or in and out. Yeah. But we've been excited to talk about this movie, and like I said, Kelly is in Italy. I saw this movie. We got to talk about it. We got to hit it while it's fresh. So we're going to put this out so that everyone can hear, because everyone's talking about it. This is the biggest movie right now. Yeah, for sure. Like, if you noticed, no one talked about Venom. No, not, not in a good way and not after it came out. Everyone talked about it before, Oh yeah, but not in a good way. Yeah, definitely before the marketing was there, but then afterwards there was literally no one saying, you have to see this movie, this movie's so fucking great, please go see it, then talk about it. Like I, I never got one person saying, hey Ian, can you do an Ian Hates Movies on Venom? Yeah, and it's really weird, Venom's like, a, you know, a blockbuster and i i just saw before we got on that a star is born beat venom this last week which is, i mean that's kind of crazy depending you know since venom is so big wow you had a lot of robot voice on that but yes i think fuck. we could, i think we can <laughs> fuck fuck but yes and look i'll watch a star is born when it's on like fucking hbo but i am not going to the theaters to watch that shit that shit was fucking good dude oh you're such a bitch you're missing out. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you are. Dude, is, isn't she like a country music star or, I don't know, pop star? Is it pop star? Yeah, well, it depends on the album. Depends on the what? The album. Ugh. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> I like Lady Gaga. Yeah, I know you do. Look, if you're, <laughs> if you're, getting, into, if you're getting into horror stuff, now you can watch what's, uh, why am I blanking on it? American Horror Story. Oh, dude, I've watched every episode. What? Oh, so you saw the hotel. You saw her in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the only time she ever looked attractive. What? 
Yeah, man. Sorry, I'm on that. I'm on that side where I don't tend to find her that attractive. Oh man, she's super talented. I'll give you that, and a crazy person. Yeah. And normally, I am attracted to crazy, but I don't know. There's just way too many women out there. Too many beautiful. You'll fall in love with her after you see the movie. I'll have to wait a bit then. (laughs) I'll have to keep that love at a distance for like a little while. Okay. I don't know. I fell in love with her when she was a vampire. Ah, me too. Yeah, that was fine. So anyways, all right. Let's get to Halloween. So we're going to do a little background here because everybody has talked about this ad nauseum. But we got to do it because maybe there are a couple people that don't know. So Halloween started in... 1978 there were eight original halloween movies that spanned from 1978 to 2002 there were two reboots then after that by rob zombie and then now we have this movie this movie is also called halloween so it's just halloween one now this halloween and they said fuck all those sequels this is going directly as a sequel to the first one in 1978 so it's a sequel that takes place 40 years in the future yeah that's your basics right there it's also rated r the rotten tomato score is 80 percent, which is pretty good better than i thought yeah it's pretty good for a slasher movie because that's what this is if anyone tries to make this out as something more than that they are wrong it's a very simple slasher movie yeah, there, there's really nothing to get on with that about. Like, it, It's literally just a slasher movie. It's nothing to make a big deal about. It's a, it, I mean, even at the end of the day, it's kind of even a fucking money grab, if you want to be honest. There's been a fuck ton of Halloween movies. There's already been a second remake. You know, yeah. them trying a third time, it's like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a money grab at the end of the day. But, I mean, critics are liking it, and, and to be honest with you, I, I liked it. So You bury the lead already. Well, I'm not going to go into how much I like it and things like that, but I liked it. And that's fine. And I totally get that. Now, what made me want to see it was that I have missed old school slasher movies. Now, I personally hate Blumhouse, and Blumhouse is a producer of this movie. Oh, I despise. I mean, look, we go through this on Ian Hates Movies a few times, actually, about how I... That's the one production company that I truly despise i think they've only made three good movies ever but the reason why they're able to continue making movies is that even though they make hot garbage that hot garbage is very very cheap to make and it makes you know 10 times 20 times the amount that it costs yeah that's true literally every movie they make it's the same deal So Halloween will be no different. Apparently, this had the highest opening for a slasher movie ever or something like that. Yeah. Now, for me, I don't care about money because stupid people go to see movies all the time. It's the same as saying, hey, this popular music is really good because a lot of people listen to it. And that's simply not true. Right. But I had seen the trailers. The trailers look good. The storyline up to the actual, you know, like what I knew going into the movie made me go, you know what? I think I can take a chance on this movie, even though it is Blumhouse, and go to theaters to see it. Yeah. It had a good lead up to it. 
like there wasn't any rocky starts there wasn't any like drama behind the scenes or nothing like that they brought back a character you know that we're all are used to and we like so it's like you know there, there wasn't any bad signs that would show that this is a bad movie or that it's gonna be one yeah the only thing that ever made me worry was just the cash grab angle yeah that was really it and i mean let's say it right now we've already mentioned that it is a cash grab because it definitely is yeah. But also the reason for that is because it takes a lot of the story from the past movies. All the quote unquote Easter eggs, which I'm sure you don't know because you didn't see how many how many Halloweens did you actually see? I've seen the first three. That's all I've seen. Or actually I've seen the first three and then I saw the remake, the Rob Zombie one, the first one, not the okay. second one. That's actually not that bad of an amount because a lot of the Easter eggs come from the second one and the third one. I think there are a couple, maybe instances of four, possibly, maybe five. I don't know. I, I forget exactly. But when you watch how he kills people, when you watch some of the ways that he gets like his suit, you know, all that kind of stuff, that's been done before. Yeah. So it's really not like they did anything that entirely different in this movie. The one thing they did that a lot of people either loved or hated was by getting rid of all the sequels. That meant that Jamie Lee Curtis's character, who's Lori, it isn't revealed that she is actually related to Michael Myers. Yeah, and honestly, I, I kind of like that. I'm okay with it, but my concern is, and it's not, well, it's not a concern. There are two separate things you can look at when you look at horror movies. You can look at people that have motive, and you can look at people that don't have motive. So right now, it's almost like Michael Myers doesn't have motive. The right. idea for giving him another sister that he's trying to track down through every single movie, except for three, because he wasn't in three, right. is because they're related. It, it gives them a tie. It gives him motive that he killed his original sister, and now he's looking to kill her, too. Yeah, now he's just a deranged killer. Right. And in the movie, they tried to bring up the point that maybe they're forever linked. That one can't survive with the other. Like if yeah. for somehow, you know, he dies, that Lori would not actually be able to live, that she'd actually die peacefully knowing that Michael Myers is also dead. Right. And I'm okay with that, but there's no motivation for that. Like... I know he's a supernatural character, mm -hmm. but why, if she doesn't have any special powers, besides, I guess, surviving is her special power, there's really nothing to link them anymore. That's true. The only thing I can think of, and I'm not saying this is a good thing, mm -hmm. the only thing I can think of is that they're going to get back to that in a sequel of this one, just like how they did in, you know, in the original one. You know, They just have this guy who keeps targeting this person, and then later on, you find out why. Maybe they're doing the same thing. I don't necessarily like that or not. I don't know right. if I want an explanation, but that might be the route that they go. They'll just explain it later. Well, for people that don't know, and hopefully people that went to see the movie have at least seen the first movie. Hopefully. hopefully. What you should know about that is in the first movie, there's kind of a cliffhanger ending. You know, yeah. the Dr. Loomis comes in who you don't, obviously you don't meet him in this movie, 
But Dr. Loomis comes in. He shoots Michael Myers. Michael Myers, what, falls out of the window. And then, yeah, and it looks like, you know, he's dead. He's lying there. But then he goes to check on Lori. Then he comes back and Michael is gone. And then it's just Lori crying. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Part two picks up right after that. And you see Michael Myers kill someone in the next house. And then there's a whole nother, you know, Loomis and Laurie and other people are then looking for Michael for the rest of the movie. Right. Now, maybe one of the reasons why, and we're going to obviously be skipping ahead because both of us only saw the movie once. So we're not going to do this scene by scene because I don't remember every single timeline scene of this. Maybe they should have picked up as this is a sequel to the second movie instead. But if you think about how the second movie ended, it's the almost exact same way, if you think about it. In the second movie, Michael is burned alive. Yeah. In this movie, Michael is burned alive. So they're not I even, thought about the same fucking thing. Right? They're not doing anything original. They're not doing anything that is any different than what that second movie did. It's just a different location. The only thing is the different location and the person who started the fire. Yeah, technically. Yeah, you're right, because it was Dr. Loomis, right, in yeah. the second one. Yeah, and that's they, the they thing. They killed Loomis at the beginning of this one. Well, they brought it up. Well, he was dead. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't going to live another 40 years. Yeah. I apologize to anyone hears the kind of more raspiness in my voice, because I am still getting back, you know, from it's being hot. sick. Oh, thank you, buddy. It's like, <laughs> it's like Phoebe from Friends. I've said that before. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, everything I do is Phoebe from Friends. So, <laughs> totally makes sense. There's a motive behind everything. I wanted to make Scream references so bad, but you said you haven't seen Scream I, yet. I won't get it. Ah. See, that's I've a killer. Seen four. That's honestly a killer. Oh, that's so. Oh, that makes me sad. That makes me so sad. But <laughs> that I was know. the only one on Netflix. I know you're going to watch them, though. So, that's, yeah. that's fine. So, I liked in this new movie that they had the tapes of Dr. Loomis saying that Michael should be killed and how he should be killed. And I am, for me, and I'll ask you the question right after this, for me, I am a kill evil person. I don't, I'm a scientist in real life. I'm an engineer. But I do not want to keep evil around. If there was someone out there right now that was like Jason, that was like Michael, I am all for getting rid of them and not studying them. Yeah, no, that, that it's kind of a ridiculous thing. And again, it's kind of jumping ahead. But the whole keeping a psycho evil person to study them, th- to me, that's fucking ridiculous. You don't need to study someone who is just fucking deranged and evil. Right. They're evil. That's it. That is it. That's, that's all it. you need to know. Right. And if you're looking to try and figure out how to get like immortality or something like that, you have to know that there's some evil attached to it. So there's no way that you're going to be able to separate the evil from this immortality and be able to help humanity. That's not how it works. Yeah, exactly. That's not something to find out by looking at someone and just studying how they are. That's that's separate from science. Immortality. That's, that's a totally different realm. Right. I mean, we might as well watch that horrible movie, The Lazarus Effect. Oh, dude. That movie, it's straight <laughs> up garbage. <laughs> that's on netflix yeah it is Ugh. i watched that in the theaters what yep you're a ridiculous person <laughs> so by the way let's jump back because i love going on tangents did you see the advertisements the trailers before the movie yeah did you see that they're making a fucking sequel to happy death day 
Dude, I fucking saw that. What the fuck? I, didn't that? Well, well, that's Blumhouse again with their with their shit. Exactly. It costs nothing to make, and it's gonna make a fuck ton. And look, I will say I've actually said it on the show before. I forget what movie we were talking about, but I did see Happy Death Day on like Showtime I did or something. Not. It's not a terrible movie. It's just it's really? Groundhog's Day with a slasher movie. That's all it is. So the premise gets tiring as the movie goes on. It wasn't poorly acted. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't really poorly written. It wasn't a bad movie. It was like a whatever, it's their movie. But then to make the sequel where they're going to redo the same day over and over again, I can't handle that. Like, I know now she has to kill herself instead of letting the killer kill her. So that's a twist. Yeah. But come on, they showed the whole entire movie. I, I just, yeah, I, no. <laughs> it's just another cash grab. That's what it is. I, I can't imagine. I, I didn't even see the first one, and I honestly don't even plan on seeing it. And when I saw the commercial for the second one, I was like, are they really fucking doing this again? We had some weird guy in the theater that kept on clapping and talking during the trailers, and he clapped after every single trailer except for one. And it wasn't, ha- <laughs> it wasn't Happy Birthday or Happy Death Day. It was the Pet Cemetery remake. And he was like, the first one sucked. Why did they make a sequel? And I want to be like, hey, fuckhead, you just clap for Happy Death Day. The first yeah. <laughs> one sucked, and now they're making a sequel, fuckhead. Like, shut your fucking mouth. The, the nice thing was he was quiet during the movie. Like, I don't freak out on people during trailers because yeah. it still adds. Like, who gives a shit? But he was a, annoying as fuck. Hmm. I actually have never seen Pet Cemetery, and I do want to see it. Um. I, and when I saw one. the trailer for the new one, it looked fucking good. No, not to, not to me. So really, being an expert on Stephen King, I know I'm just gonna you know brush off the. Oh know, yeah, just call sure. myself an expert, but it's true. So I love Stephen King so much. Not his politics and everything that he does on Twitter now, because now he's just boring as fuck. But yeah. when he writes good stories, he's the man. He he can't be beat. Pet Cemetery was not only an amazingly great scary book but the original movie was really fucking good like really really fucking good there is no reason to remake it and i kind of went off on this on social media asking people what they thought because one thing they've definitely taken out of the trailer at least is you you know the basic story right no i really don't so the basic story is there's an indian burial ground see you know i said burial there's an indian burial ground (laughs) In the back of this house that's like, I think it's in Maine because they leave Boston. So I think it's Maine. And there's a highway basically where trucks go really fast past past these people's house. And they have two kids. In the woods, there's an Indian burial ground. And first the cat dies. So they bury the cat there and then the cat comes back to life. But when they come back, it's fucking evil because the ground is dead. Like, there's a force in it because, like, they mentioned that the ground has gone sour. Mm. And there's an old guy, this great, oh, so, so damn good, the character. And he's just country guy, and he talks to him like, hey, don't, you know, first he tells him don't take, you know, anything back there. But then he sees that, you know, he ha- they have to do it, so he tells him about it. And he goes, sometimes dead is better. And... It's so fucking good. But you hear John Lithgow do it, and he's like, sometimes dead is better. 
And you're like, fuck you, John Lithgow. Like, that's a horrible reading of that. They're trying to do the whole movie, but here's the deal. It seems like they're making it PC. So they're only talking about the woods being like there's a pet cemetery, but they're mm-hmm. talking about the woods being evil because I think they don't want to say Indian burial ground. Oh, uh, okay. Because of the way things are. Yeah, yeah, that's literally it. Like they, I guess they don't want to say Native American burial ground or indigenous people burial ground. So they just blame uh, okay. it on the woods. But that is not the story. The point of why an Indian burial ground, it's the same with poltergeist. It was used multiple times because you're desecrating a cemetery, which is a bad yeah. thing to do. It just happens that the indigenous people here were here first. So people didn't treat them well like they should have. So then you desecrate their cemetery and now they're going to fucking get you. See, to someone who has never seen Pet Cemetery or knows the story, it looked good to me. But like hearing you talk about it, like, you know, what it compares to the original thing and like, you know, the little delivery one line, line to me meant nothing when right. I heard it. You know what I mean? It was just a guy saying something that sounded interesting at the end of the trailer. That's all it was. But to you, it's like, oh, no, Looker did it better. So it's like it, it's kind of cool to hear it from like a different side because to me that line meant nothing. Right. Oh, no. It's such a awesome line, too. Because the only thing I knew was the truck thing. Yeah. Because I remember a, a coworker uh, played the trailer at work and she's like, oh, you see that truck? That's the truck that ran over the kid. So then when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, now I know what that means. But that was it. That's all I knew. Of the it's not the movie. exact truck, by the way. Just, I mean, there are many, many trucks. But everyone knows. I mean, even if you haven't, like, we're not even really spoiling anything because literally everyone knows what happens in Pet Cemetery. Their little kid gets run over. It's a heartbreaking fucking movie. I like it's see a it so bad. yeah, it's a rip out your fucking heart movie, but it's also scary as fuck, especially to parents. Mm. So yeah, you definitely watch the original before you watch the yeah, new one for, for sure. sure. Of course, no, that's that, that's the only way to do that. When I got done with the trailer, because I watched Halloween with my dad, yeah, he looked at me. He's like, "Oh shit, I love that movie." Uh, growing up, you're gonna fucking like this, and I was like, "Oh, cool." Oh, good. Okay, yeah, yeah. Watch it with your dad. I mean, I, I'm sure he had to be there to get you into the theater. So. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to go off on all the trailers because I saw the terrible Aquaman trailer and it made me want to throw up. So Oh shut up. That looked good. Oh my dude. Come uh, we're on. not gonna go into we're not oh, gonna Okay, do we're it. not yep, we're putting our hands up. We're not doing it. <laughs> not doing it here. DC sucks, we're not doing it. So Okay. I just want to bring up that the guy clapped for every single trailer except for Pet Cemetery. So obviously Michael Myers is back. Now they still play off the exact same tropes or the exact same plot lines as before. I mean, the same thing happened in the first one. Michael was in an insane asylum after he killed his sister. He escapes, you know, before he's being transferred or just visited. He escapes and then he goes on a killing spree in Haddonsfield or that's what I'm always I'm bad at the name of that place. So he goes back. That's in the first one. So in this one, He's been in a mental institution for 40 years, and now he's going to be transferred to a maximum security prison. Now, another thing that I noticed that people were talking about about this movie, because once again, it is pretty popular. People were talking about how like, they were surprised at who was killed in the movie. Hmm. For me, knowing slasher movies so well, 
I literally was able to tell when any person came on screen, that person's dead. Every single one of them. The only person that was an iffy for me was Karen, the daughter of Lori. Okay. That was the only person. Go ahead. Well, I'm with you on that. I was able to tell every single person, and this is without being like, you know, super well versed in the fucking horror shit. The only people that I did expect were the were the podcasters at the beginning, which is super ironic to bring that up. Well, right. I didn't expect that. But that is so weird though, because I knew they were fucking dead. Anyone who goes digging in the past fucking dies. That's a horror movie. That's horror movies 101. Anyone that tries to antagonize a killer and go after the past dies. It makes sense now when you say it. (laughs) Well, I'm just, that's, but people were surprised about that. I was like, no, that's, it makes total sense to me. The only thing that doesn't make sense is that somehow they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. You know, you can say that because there was no way Michael was tracking them. He's not like, he's a killer and he's a killing machine, but he's not always the smartest. They made him a little bit smarter, I think, in this movie. Yeah, they did. He kills what's in his way. He doesn't like like make side missions and like, oh, I gotta take out these people and these people and these people. No, it, he just kills like you know what's basically in his way, what he feels like fucking doing at that time. In a way, that is actually a little scarier technically than someone oh, yeah. who has a motive. Because for you, sure. you could be standing near him. Like there were a couple kids they showed in the trailer that like run into him when he's out and there are just all these kids out and all these adults, but he doesn't kill any of them. He yeah. goes in to where he's not going to be seen and then he kills people. To be honest with you, because the slasher films aren't meant to be like, I don't know, they're not supposed to scare the shit out of you because it's not jump scares and shit like that, which is awesome. The scariest fucking parts of this movie to me and all slasher films is like the innocence of some of the people that die. Like you see those two kills that he gets, uh, you know, when he finally gets his mask and his and his suit. Yeah. And it's just him going into a house and killing somebody. To me, that is fucking terrifying. Like it's that easy when they show those like tracking shots yeah. of him walking in the whole time with no cuts or nothing. That's fucking horrifying. Well, that is that is one of my favorite parts yeah. of what they've always done. Like that is a special, you know, that is something that they always do in a lot of slasher movies, but especially in Halloween. So yeah, you're absolutely right. He goes in and he just walks in this house with this old lady and he just picks up the hammer and bashes yeah. her brain and then takes a machete. Well, not a machete, a kitchen knife. Then goes to another place where this woman is just walking back and forth on the phone. And then she just happens to come up to the window, and he's made his way in the house. And he's not running at the woman. He just comes up behind her, grabs her, and fucking sticks the knife through her throat. Like, she doesn't even have a chance. Yeah. There's no fucking chance. But here's the deal, though. And let's have some fun with this, obviously. Oh, shit. Here we go. One of the reasons why you watch horror movies as a kid is to learn about this kind of stuff. I know it sounds weird, but that is the truth. Do you think I'm ever in my apartment without my door locked? Yeah. Seriously, my door is never unlocked, and it's always double, whatever, triple locked. All you're the Michael time. Myers proof. Oh, for sure. I mean, if you lock your door, you're safe. <laughs> I've taught. Well, look. First of all, let's all mention this. Jason and Michael don't use their legs. They don't. They only use yeah. their upper body, so they're not kicking in the door. 
No, he they can don't go ram it. Windows. Yeah, they he don't jump. No, he can ram it as much as he wants. And I mean, I've seen Michael put his head through a window before, and then he crawls in or something. But I'm certainly not worried about that because if you do that, I'm gonna grab my many weapons that are in arm's length of me right now, and I'm gonna chop him up. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. And then I'm gonna scatter his whole body over the entire world, and there will be no more Michael Myers. And then they'll make a movie of you. Hopefully. <laughs> no, I, I we joked about this before on the show. I would take out their legs, and then I'm chopping them up. There will be no running away. There's none of that. And that's that's one of the things that I never like about horror movies, that people run away. But in real life, when you don't expect that to be a supernatural killer, I get that you run away. But it's always better to stay. It's always better to stay and never to punch up. Never punch up. Go after the legs. Chop block them. Just fucking chop block them. And, then do, <laughs> and do whatever you need to do. I hope everyone is enjoying this as much as I am right now. <laughs> I'm just fucking hearing this. <laughs> the this other is, you can tell this is thoroughly thought of. Oh, for sure. I mean, we might even do a whole show where I talk about how to kill every single supernatural killer. That'd be fucking sick. Yeah. So I, I hate to give the idea away, but we are going to do it. So if you see anyone else rip us off, just know once again, people are ripping us off. Let us know. Yeah. It's just the way it is. So another thing. Something that I learned from Stephen King. It's one of his most famous quotes and stuff. Always check the back of your car. Always yeah. look in the back seat. And I will tell you, there has never been a time in my life that I have not checked the back of my car. Anytime I get in it, hmm. I check the back seat. It's the only one I haven't done. My, I can't tell you how many times. Like Every time I go, I leave my car. The second I walk out of my car, locked. The second I step into my house, every lock locked there you go when i go to bed it's literally routine i check all the windows i check all the fucking doors everything is locked but not once have i checked the backseat of my car so you just awoken me yeah just you're, you're super, fucking woke dude you're super woke now <laughs> you're super woke. <laughs> i have not once done that so you got me there well notice in the movie how many times did it happen and in other halloween movies where he just, like, sits up from the back of the car and fucking strangles the shit out of somebody. Yep. He's like, does Michael Myers have to choke a bitch? Apparently he does. <laughs> does it a bunch of times. Yeah. So, all right. What I think we need to show people is that the movie is very simple. They do yeah. the, you know, the intro scene where they go to the psychiatrist to the mental health hospital. And the podcasters, you know, they, they have the mask. And they try and get a rise out of him. For some reason, everyone wants Michael to talk. I loved that scene, by the way, when they whip out the mask and like everything like starts going nuts and like all the mental patients yes. start freaking out. That was that, a very good scene. Me, yeah, that was really good because that showed that this isn't just a person. There is a fucking there is an entity. There's something evil that spreads everywhere. You know, when that fucking mask came, that was fucking cool. Well, the you question I mean? is, like, though. That showed just how scary he really is. Were they going, though, for the mask has power as well? Because that, that's what they no, did. That's what that. they did in the third one. So they actually yeah. do kind of give it some kind of gravitas multiple times in the movie. So they might be leaving that open as something that they could bring up in the future. Yeah, that's true. But it's not a guarantee. 
Yeah, because Mike Mike was with everyone, and they're not freaking out when he was there. It, they every all the patients started freaking out when the mask was brought out. But it is to note he did not freak out, and he was stoic yeah. and didn't talk. But that's the thing. I don't know why everyone wants Michael to talk. I do not want him to talk. That would fucking ruin it for me. I don't want to see his face, and I don't want him to talk ever. Right. There's really no point to that. I I definitely don't want that. So I'm glad they kept with that. Then they did the whole the exact same. You know, intro, you know, the music, the jack-o'-lantern right there to the that left. That so cool. I just, for me, because the the one thing I don't like is I don't like intro things at the beginning of the movie. Save it for the credits. I've always said that, though. That's not a that's not a thing that's new for me. I don't like it when they do intro credits. Save it to the end. Yeah. But I get it. They're doing the exact same thing that they did for older movies. So totally get why they did it that way. It was cool to see, like in the lettering, like it looked kind of, you know, old fashioned and yeah, you know, it's like exactly they, the same. Tell they paid attention, like they they went for an old homage type of thing. Well, it's a, it's another Easter egg. It's exactly the same. Yeah, to me, the next thing that I really think we need to talk to is the only thing that wasn't simple in the movie, oh. and that's the doctor. Tell me, even not knowing slasher movies that well, when they showed his fucking pen. In close-up, before the title screen and everything, did you not know that that was going to be used later on? No, they they zoomed into that for a reason. When I saw that, I knew like, okay, that they did not do that for nothing. It's not a fucking cool right. pen that they just wanted to show everyone how cool. <laughs> I the mean, it was a cool pen. pen. It was, but that wasn't the purpose <laughs> of why they did that. Like, I don't I don't know how you cannot you know think that. Yeah, and I knew he was bad from the beginning. I did not really. Oh, no, no. That I did not. Any character like that, that wants to study someone so bad and wants to be around them so bad, they are always bad. They're always evil. And they're always going to get in the way. And I liked that the sheriff kind of had that feeling, but just didn't go far enough to know that he had the ability. Like, he took him for granted a little bit to think that he didn't have it in him to kill him. But really... I, I mean, everyone liked the sheriff, so you knew he was going to die. Uh, yeah, I loved the sheriff. And you can tell he did play very distant from the doctor. Not like, because another thing that they totally just, not an original plot that they took from the original, the whole movie, or well, the, at least 75% is the doctor and the chief. You know what I mean? Following Michael Myers throughout the movie. That's another thing that's not, you know, unoriginal. But right. I, I did not expect... The, the fucking turn that he you did. Didn't really? I, I really oh. didn't. Oh, I smelled that coming from a mile away. I did not. When it happened, it wasn't just like, oh shit. It actually like got me like, what the fuck? Like really? I like, like went back in my chair and everything like, holy shit. Oh, see, I was hoping that the shot that he got off had also hit the doctor so that they would both mm. die. That's what I was hoping for. Either way, it ends up working. I mean, he, He's a nothing character after that anyways. But yeah. yeah, man, no, I definitely call that. The only thing I thought I thought was funny that they made the what was the what was the guy with the cowboy hat? Was he the mayor? Oh yeah, that was that was I think he was the head of the police department oh, okay. or the mayor. He was the throwaway character for sure. Well, throwaway character, but I thought he was like the perfect representation of the mayor from Jaws. Where the mayor from Jaws knows that there's a massive shark that is killing people, but he's like, he yeah, it's fuck. like, it's the 4th of July. 
We're not closing down these beaches. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. He was like, what, we're going to cancel Halloween? <laughs> like, dude, cancel yeah. fucking Halloween. Cancel it. No one gives a shit. Yeah. He was definitely one of the biggest, like, tropes of the movie. Like, the blind, unaware, just yeah. dumbass character that has no common sense. But here's the deal, though, too. And I can always look at the positives or the little things in movies like this. He didn't die. That's true. And I thought he was. Yeah, see, that's kind of, that's now I knew he wasn't because there was just a feeling that they weren't going to do it for me. But the thing about it is that's a character that can easily be set up to be killed. The other character that I'm sure you were like, holy fuck, this character didn't die. The cheating boyfriend of Allison. Yeah. He was just gone. The movie needed him no more. And I actually yeah. liked that because that was cool. Yeah. Why would Michael Myers ever go after that guy? You know what I mean? Unless he showed up, there is no reason for Michael Myers to make sure this kid gets his comeuppance, which happens in like all slasher movies, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, oh, this guy's a dick. He's going to die. No, right. the guy was a dick. And you didn't even have to see him for the rest of the movie. He did right. his dick act. You know, he cheated on, you know, the, the, um, Allison. Fuck, what's her? Yeah, Allison. Yeah, the granddaughter. She, he, he, he cheated of, yeah. on her? Yeah. Yeah, and then he, I mean, the main reason why I guess they technically used him is for them to give her a reason to not have her fucking phone. Exactly. He gets her phone and throws it in the fucking pudding or whatever, which <laughs> I guess kind of original because usually it'd be like, oh, I'm trying to get my phone and there's no service. Uh, oh, yeah, right. Or I spilled water on it or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of original. Like it is. He, he was used for that. Unfortunately, she was probably using an iPhone. And that's why Pudding stopped it. If she had a okay. Samsung, it would have been fine. I'm not going there. <laughs> and Hashtag Ian Hates Movies is sponsored by Samsung. No. <laughs> Fuck them. This is coming to you from my Mac. And me and Ian had prior conversations on my iPhone. So, no, not on my end. That's why the signal never went through. That's why you have robotic <laughs> voice right now. <laughs> I like the fake laugh. <laughs> so, I did like... That they didn't have to kill that kid. Plus, that kid's better off anyways because that other chick was super hot. Dude. The girl in the was. tiger thing? Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. That girl had it going on. I want to see more yeah. of her. Yeah. If you're watching this or, or if you're listening to this and you still haven't seen the movie yet, just watch out for the tiger bitch. She's yeah. a pay attention a, to the dance scene. Pretty cat. Yeah. And that's the other thing yeah. too. They have a typical high school dance thing. And Michael Myers does not show up and start stabbing people. Yeah. So I like that. You you knew her friend was going to die. You knew the guy was going to die. Now, yeah. the one of the only people that I really knew, I mean, everyone knows Judy Greer, who played Karen, you know, uh, Lori's daughter. She's in Arrested she Development. Right. I mean, she's in, like, tons and tons of stuff. But the other person that I knew from the movie was the sheriff. The sheriff was in Falling Skies. He was also in Remember the Titans. Yeah. Yeah, Will Patton's fucking awesome. And then the blonde yeah. chick who gets it in the house, she's in Hulu's Marvel's Runaways. And I'm a big fan of the oh, comics okay. of Runaways. And the show's not terrible. Anyway, that's a that's a huge tangent. If we go off on that, we probably should. Yeah. She was so easy to know she was going to get killed. And same with the guy. Oh, and yeah. the guy was such a pushover. They didn't have to show him get killed. They just showed him dead. Yeah, and, and again, that's another callback to the first one. The, you know, yep. the main person's best friend died. Yeah, and then keeping her there with the sheet on 
that's always a badass scene because that can easily be Michael Myers or that can be someone oh, yeah. else. Like that is a great. I do like that setup a lot. The other thing I like. I thought is, it was gonna be the boyfriend. No, because he was already downstairs. Still, there was absolutely no way. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. True. I I didn't think they were gonna carry him up or anything. That that guy stood no <laughs> chance. No fucking shit. And that's another way that someone was killed too in Halloween was the knife through the throat and just pin him like a butterfly to the fucking wall. It was the boyfriend too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it was the same exact thing. It really was. It was the it was the the main person's best friend's boyfriend. Right. Now, I think really the one time I laughed in the movie was the little kid. And not all hilarious. Yeah, not all the little kid because it gets a little bit annoying. But I think the best line in the movie was when she takes him upstairs and puts him to bed. And then her boyfriend comes over and they're making out on the couch and everything. You're like, oh, they're going to have sex. I was looking forward to seeing her naked, but I'm assuming in her Marvel contract, it probably says she can't. (laughs) That's my guess. That's my guess. But so they're making out. She hears a noise. And then the kid comes down, running downstairs, saying he's seen the boogeyman, which is another Easter egg because Michael Myers was also known as the boogeyman. So he comes down, and Dave is there, and she's there, and she's like, do you want me to go up? I'm going to go up. And he was like, no, send Dave first. (laughs) (laughs) That was fucking good. So well done. And that was the other thing, too. They didn't have to kill the kid. Obviously, Myers was waiting knowing that the girl was going to check the closet. And that was a cool scene, too, because it wasn't a jump scare. There was only – I only counted one jump scare the entire movie. Which one? The one where Dave shows the boyfriend – I think his name was Dave. When she's looking outside, she's, like, putting the trash out, and then Dave just shows up when the camera just turns, and she gets freaked out. That was really the only jump scare in the movie. Yeah, and it was meant to kind of be silly. Yeah. Jump scares are for bitches. It's a it's a yeah. very tired, very tired thing for new horror movies to do jump scares. Because you know that will always get you. If you jump at a jump scare, you're supposed to because your body actually doesn't allow you not to. Yeah, it, it's not about being a badass or not. That was <laughs> that, That's a, a human thing to yeah. just fucking react to a quick thing. You're, a real fucking scary movie is when it literally is either a hard to watch or it just terrifies you by just seeing somebody do some crazy shit. Like right. ju- jumping scares to me isn't considered scary because right. you can jump scare a fucking, I don't know, a toy or something that's not scary and you'll still get scared. You know what I right. mean? Like you can jump scare anything. You can close a door shut while I'm doing this podcast right now and be like, Oh fuck, but it's just a door. I wish I could right now, but I can't. <laughs> I probably would have fucking jumped in. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's one of the things that new horror movies really lean on. And people go. Yeah. They go in flocks to see shitty, shitty horror movies in the theaters. So it was nice to really only have maybe one or two. I can only remember one. I couldn't even remember that one, honestly. I tried to remember the little things that I could talk about on the show. So that whole, you know, obviously the babysitter died. Now you never see the kid again. The kid runs. He's not dead. He's smart. Yeah, he he got the fuck out of there. So yeah. <laughs> didn't have to worry about that. But then, you know, they had the scene with Allison's friend who dies as well because he he thought she was giving him signals and went in for a kiss. Yeah. And she was like, no, fuck you. You know, I didn't want any of that. But she was super mean to him, too. She was kind of a dick. I, I don't know. That was That was a little weird. 
And before we go, there was one thing that I wanted to touch on at, at still at the babysitter house, mm-hmm. which I thought, I don't know why it stood out to me so much, but the director did something that I thought was really cool that had everyone like, oh no, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? When Michael Myers is walking out after killing the boyfriend and the, and the main, uh, Allison's best friend, mm-hmm. there's that, uh, there's that crying baby. Oh, and he's yeah. walking towards the crib. And that leaves you thinking like, no, they're not going to fucking do that. They're not going to do it. And he doesn't. But that whole walk towards the crib, that was really like tense. You know what I mean? That was really cool. I was really hoping for it. I I wasn't hoping. I wasn't hoping for a stab. I was hoping for something more brutal. Like he just throws the crib. Oh, gosh. Or he just takes the kid and throws it out the window. I don't know. That's me, though. Goodness. (laughs) I didn't want to see it, but at the same time in my head, I was like, no, they're not going to do that. Because like that would put the movie on a different level, and when the movie's done, that would have been what people were talking about instead well, of the actual movie. He did kill the kid in the movie who shot the doctor, remember? He did kill that kid. He choked him and then cracked his fucking neck. Yeah, that, that actually tripped me out. I didn't even think he was going to do that. I... I Whenever I saw the movie, I thought kids off limits. No, no, I thought with, that was the only safe ground. Not with Michael, not with Michael, and I mean there are other movies too that kids get it for sure. I mean, just watch People Under the Stairs. I mean, there are so many movies where kids still get killed. It's a little hard for me to watch. <laughs> it's the way I look at it. Is it's a movie. You're not going to see it in real yeah. life. So what does it matter if it's a movie? Yeah, that's the way I look at it. But anyways, all right. So what other major point do we want to make with this? Uh, I think that's all the major ones, actually. Um, at least, uh, like you know, because everything that we just discussed is like the beginning of his reign. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the beginning of his thing. And I guess another thing to take into consideration, at that point, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. I, I In the movie, I was thinking about it the whole time for some reason. In the original movie, he killed five people. Uh, that Halloween night, I think before he got, you know, like out of the babysitter's house, he was already at like six or seven Dude, people. Before it turned dark, he had already killed more yeah. people than he killed in the first movie. Yeah, because just the gas station was four. Yeah. And then before that, he killed the police officers plus the old man that stopped plus his son. He killed all those people. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he was just on a rampage. Now, the the question that never got answered for me was obviously Michael escaped on the bus ride from the mental institution to the maximum security prison. Mm-hmm. Did the doctor help him? Because the doctor never takes credit mm-hmm. for it later. He just mentions that Michael overwhelmed the first guard or the second guard. But you got to think, if he's got that fucking pen knife, maybe he was the one who instigated the area because he was unharmed. He had no... Like maybe he made the bus crash. Like, maybe it wasn't Michael, because why would Michael all of a sudden become super-powered? Yeah, I didn't think about that. He might have... Damn, I did not fucking think about that. He might have killed the bus driver to cause the bus to crash. Yeah, and then he was on the bus with all these inmates, just so everyone knows. Yeah, because he was like, I gotta stay by Michael. I told everyone. Because that's when I knew he was bad. (laughs) Like, you're, you're mad. Plus... He was super excited to see if that mask was going to make Michael do something because he had mentioned he's never seen him in the wild. 
he's only seen him in this. I was like, fuck you, bitch. Like, I know you're going to pull yeah. some shit later on. I did think that was weird because I remember, and I know we're kind of going back again, but when they first introduced the mask and like the podcast guy looks at the doctor, like, is this cool? I thought the doctor guy was going to be like, dude, quit that shit. Right. You know what I mean? But instead he was like, no, go on. And to me, I was like, why, why the fuck? Like, you're the doctor. You're supposed to be technically looking out for Michael's better interest, not fucking trying to make him go psycho. So I was like, what the fuck? That should have been a sign right there. It should have been for you. <laughs> fuck you, dude. I was into it. All right. Leave me alone. I, I, I'm going in circle now. I, I see it. There you go. But that's that's why Whoa. we have this show. Yeah. To talk about this stuff. Because I don't know what. Other, and this I, like, is why I was so excited to talk about it. too. Yeah. I don't know what other people like. I have seen some people talk random, you know, ramblings online about the movie. Some people think it's the greatest fucking thing ever. Some people think it sucks. Everyone goes back and forth on it. But I'm not listening to podcasts talk about this movie. I don't listen to other shows so i have no idea what they're talking about but i hope that we're giving some different spin on it because i go into everything with an analytical eye i love horror movies but the reason why i love them i hold them to a different standard so i'm always going to be critiquing and looking for certain things that's how i work yeah see i personally don't do that when i go into movies and not that it's like a wrong or right thing I think there are the people that go into it analytical. When I go into a movie, I'm not kidding. This is going to sound super weird. Yep. I literally shut my fucking brain off. Oh, yeah, no. I go into the movie and I just, after I then, you know, I kind of go over everything that I saw. I think about it. I think this was bad. Never have I ever been in a movie and I'm like, oh, that was cool and that was bad kind of thing. Whenever I go into a movie, especially in a theater, I shut my brain off. I try and go like into it. You know what I mean? Like I try and be there. Like, you know, the whole fucking immersion yeah. thing. That's that's always my goal. Right. And I know that, you know, it's kind of weird, especially, you know, from someone who likes to look at it at an analytical standpoint. But I just shut my brain off when others fucking turn their brain on at the highest. Like, you know, they analyze everything. Well, I mean, just from knowing you, I'm assuming it's not that hard for you to turn off your brain. <laughs> how long were you waiting to fucking say that you when kept I on talking it? like you were talking and talking and talking you wanted to like, say it so bad oh. i can tell fuck you my eyes lit up as soon as you said that i was like i just can't <laughs> wait till he stops talking i can say it wow that is really mean yeah pretty much but i was listening i could tell you the entire thing that you said so sure see now now he's trying to be nice i appreciate oh that. no i'm just being me <laughs> <laughs> so the outline of the story, I guess, you know, for anyone who doesn't know or whatever, I don't know why you'd be listening, but you've got the three generations of Strodes, basically. So you've got Lori, who's Jamie Lee Curtis, you've got her daughter, Karen, and you then got her daughter, Allison. And Karen apparently grew up with Lori, you know, teaching her that Michael's going to be coming at any point. You need to be prepared. So she taught her to use guns and blah, 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 blah. But she had two failed divorces, Lori did, and lost custody of Karen as well because of all the things that she was teaching her. So they basically lived in the same house far out in the woods where she set all these traps in the house and had a shooting range and like all this creepy shit. So any, you know, parental department is going to come in there and be like 
yeah, this isn't probably the fittest place for a child. Yeah. And how did you like that, by the way? Like, because they put Lori as a kind of like a psycho person, like, you know, like that dinner scene. Like, she could not control herself. She was technically a crazy person. Even though she was smart when it comes to you're all underestimating, you know, Michael and everything like that. That she was 100% right at. But if you see someone like her in real life, you think she's fucking crazy. Like, I, I thought that was cool that they did that. I liked that. We'll go into this a little bit more in detail later. But I will say, one, I didn't like her look. I didn't like the frizzy fucking hair. I Because Jamie Lee Curtis crazy doesn't need lady. to do it. Yeah, I, I didn't need that far. Like, they went really far in that direction with that. The other thing is, why doesn't her fucking house have booby traps outside of it? I don't know. Why are there bear traps and fucking landmines and shit? <laughs> Honestly, that's I don't know. It takes a while to set up, I guess. Yeah, she had forty fucking years. <laughs> Just saying, forty fucking. Well, like years. if she had landmines and no one can walk by there, though. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. I mean, she had a electronic gate that only let people in who she buzzed in. Yeah. Just saying. So. What what I will say about this movie, and this is something that we had talked about off air, but I never told you what I was actually leading to. This is a movie that does have a message, and it stems from Lori. The message I believe that the movie is saying, or is, I don't know, analyzing or giving you an observation of, is when you have some type of crazy trauma done to you at some point in your life, You can't always leave that trauma in the past. And not only does it affect you for your entire life after that, but it also affects the people around you. So for Lori, who had Michael Myers locked away, you know, basically they say he, you know, he got caught like the next day. And it was that sheriff who Dr. Loomis was about to kill him or something. And the sheriff stopped him. So from that moment on, Lori has been living with Michael Myers still with her. She never let it go, which is something that people that experience major trauma, they deal with on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be a supernatural killer, uh, you know, a tall, fucking six-foot-tall, whatever the fuck, coming after you. But any type of major trauma that you go through your life, you end up putting that on the people around you as well. Yeah, that's true. And and they did do a really good job at that too. Like even as close as like her daughter was totally against her. You know, it showed her daughter against her, showed her daughter's new husband against her. The only person that really I wouldn't even say have faith in her, but I guess kind of went with everything was Allison, which is her daughter's daughter, her granddaughter. Her granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah. She was the the only only one person that didn't look at her crazy. Right. It is an interesting case study in a way, you know, for a slasher movie to show that. Now, I will say, though, and this is something that you'll find out later, they did kind of rip off Scream 3. And I don't think anyone's brought this up. And I'm sure there are other horror movies that I haven't seen every single horror movie ever. But Scream 3, Nev Campbell, Sydney, has been tormented for two fucking movies where she survives. Every, I mean, you've seen the fourth one, so you know she survives yeah. all the way through. Her and Gail. Yeah. So Nev Campbell, I, I should just call her Sydney. I just love Nev Campbell so much. So Sydney <laughs> cuts ties with everybody, pretty much. I mean, she only, I think she just has Dewey's number or lets Dewey have her number. 
but she moves out to the country. I think it's in California. She moves out to like the extreme country. She has a huge security system in her house. She has a dog and she has completely cut off love relationships. She has weapons. She is ready to be alone for the rest of her life because she has the feeling that even though in the first movie she survived, the second movie she survived, that at some point Ghostface is going to come back and get her. That's exactly what Lori did. That's the same plot. It's a reskin of of that movie. Yeah, except what you can say is Lori did try and have a family. Sydney did not. Sydney locked herself away because she felt like she was the person that Ghostface was always going to come after, and he was going to hurt her friends in the process. Yeah, Lori just couldn't make it work. No one could live with Lori. Right. So it is different in a way, but still, anyone that's saying this is an original concept, it's definitely not. No, 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 no. So that's just to put that out there. But I do like the idea of taking that from Scream, because Scream, I thought, did a great job of it, where Sydney has been so traumatized in her life that in order to save everyone else, she's willing to sacrifice herself, basically. Yeah. So, which is cool. It's it's a good it's a it's a good view from a movie. Like it's not just a it's not that it's an original plot, but it's not common. Right. Exactly. So that's why I was fine with all that. But that is if anyone says like, "Oh, I don't really know what this is trying to say." That's what it's trying to say. In an exaggerated fashion, talk about what people who deal with trauma, what it's like for them after that trauma happens. Or yeah. how it can, not saying that it definitely will affect everyone the same way, but it can affect everyone like that. Yeah, because some people can just throw that shit away, but there's some people who have to live with that their whole lives, and then everyone will talk to them as like, you need to just fucking let it go. Yeah. And it's it's very frustrating to see if you're not the person dealing with it, especially like even watching the movie, it's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, she actually is crazy, but... It, it does show that it's not something you just, oh, I'm throwing this away. I'm good now. Fuck it. Right. And she was right. Michael and did she get was out. right. Yeah. Michael fucking got out. Now, I would have, this is, this is where we'll go into some of the nitty gritty parts as well. Knowing the day that Michael was getting out, she should have been so much more prepared. So much more prepared than she was. I agree. The other thing is, too. How does only one bus carry all those mentally ill people to a maximum security prison? It's a maximum security prison. Shouldn't there be more detail than just one bus? Yeah. And and the way I looked at it, and I might have been, I might, I might be wrong, but the way I looked at it was that bus wasn't carrying all the mental patients. I thought when I was watching it that those were the patients that they were sending to kill. No. No, no, no. Everyone was going I to the maximum I... security prison. No one was getting killed. Okay. I thought I heard that they were finally sending. I thought Michael was on his way to get killed. Oh, That's no. what I thought. No, no, no. Was. Because what the doctor said was that he's going to a place that won't care for him anymore. That he'll be brutalized okay. and all that kind of stuff. Not that. No, no. He wasn't going to death row. That's what I thought he was going to. I was, oh, no. That's why I thought that Lori was like watching the whole thing and she was like happy because it's like finally 
after this, you know, like it's done. That's right. how I saw that. Or that's what I thought I heard. Yeah. And you can also blame her trauma or her being traumatized to not following the bus when she yeah. could have. Because if she's got fucking guns in her car, that bus crash happens. She can fucking kill Michael right there. Yeah. But it's not going to happen. So I right, get no, it. I exactly. get it. You, it can't be a perfect, you know, if if every horror movie went the way it was supposed to, they'd be like 20 minutes long. And they'd all suck. Yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> it's not going to be perfect. So I get that. So everyone, I think I, we've already talked about it. The sheriff. Uh, well, let's talk about this part. So they find Allison at one point because everyone's like, where's Allison? Where's Allison? The dad, Karen and Lori go to Lori's stronghold. And then Allison is missing. The sheriff and the doctor find Allison. And then as they're driving, they see Michael. And the sheriff has a brilliant, it is a fucking great idea. Yeah. Run him fucking over. Which is what I was thinking. I was like in my head when I was watching that, I was like, if I'm fucking him, I'm running his ass over right now. I'm with And that. when he did it, I was like, that's never happened where I'm like thinking something and then it actually happens. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. With you? Yeah, yeah, I can believe it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. You're just teeing him up there. It's just like, it's a softball. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's for, a softball right For there. sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, his feelings are hurt. So <laughs> I enjoyed that because I am in complete agreement with that. Unless it's someone who's a fucking Terminator, run their fucking ass over. Jason's not getting up Very from that simple. right away. No one's getting up from that right away. Yeah. So that works. That totally works. I wish... The sheriff was probably very juiced up and everything. He was like, oh, I finally got him. He should have been more weary of the doctor. You know, he gets he gets betrayed. He gets killed. The doctor puts on the mask. He's got to be all fucking cool and stuff. And then he throws Michael into the back with Allison and drives yeah. to Lori because he wants to see, you know, how they're going to interact together. And for some reason, he wants Michael to talk as well. Yeah. He's a fangirl. For Michael Myers. That's what he is. I hope, because, I mean, there's obviously going to be a sequel. Yeah. I hope they don't eventually get to that. Like, that this wasn't, like, a warm-up, you know what I mean? Right. Like, a, oh, we're, we're building it up, so we're finally going to fucking hear him talk. I really hope we don't ever hear a word out of this fucker, dude. That would what, really suck. What would he fucking say? Well, and what would be waka fulfilling? Waka. Like, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. Satan. Like, what, like, what yeah. are you going to say? Yeah. Lori. Like, it's just anything he could possibly, it's just, it's not needed. It's the same way as Jason doesn't talk either. Let Freddy do the fucking talking because he runs yeah. his fucking pedophile mouth. That's what he does. Yeah. You don't need, no one else, and Ghostface does it too. And it's great. When Ghostface fucking talks, it's fucking great. But everyone else, keep your mouth fucking shut. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't need Leatherface do saying anything, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Michael wakes up, obviously. In the back of the car. He does not go right after Allison, though, because he realizes that the doctor is driving him and he is stuck in the back seat. So he pounds the front, doctor pulls over, and then he fucking smashes. He just fucking steps on the fucking doctor's face. Goriest part of the movie, for sure. That was, for sure. But that guy fucking deserved it. Fuck him. Yeah. For sure. And that was really cool. Like seeing like this one guy praise Michael Myers, and then the second Michael Myers fucking gets up, he's like, he just immediately just fucking kills him. That was cool. Well, that's the other thing 
that go for horror movies as well. Anyone who praises the killer always gets killed. There are no disciples of the supernatural. They don't want you. They don't like you. You are another kill. So anyone, it it happens all the time. So this is just another one. You're just like, oh, of course you're going to die. Of course. So Allison runs around the woods, but then there are no fucking bear traps, so who cares? So no landmines, no bear traps. So she shows up later on to Lori's house. Obviously, the dad gets killed pretty, you know, pretty early. Some police get killed. Who cares? They have the showdown at the house. Now, we didn't talk about it the whole movie. Obviously, Lori knows how to use guns. And she's wielding them around. She's got like a ton of weapons in that place. She seems to be a good marksman. She seems to have it together. Now, the kitchen counter, the island kitchen counter, there's a button to make it move so that there's a secret way to this basement that they have set up. And in that basement, they have all the weapons and everything. I'm sure there are other ones hidden around, but that's where the main thing for weapons is. They also have screens so you can see what's going on in the house as well. And food and all that shit. It's like a bunker. Yeah. So Lori takes Karen. Now keep in mind, Karen has been completely against every single thing that Lori has been saying the entire movie. She barely talks to her. She's been traumatized by what her mother has put her through. So Lori is forcing her to get back into the game. Like, hey, you got to remember some of your stuff, take a weapon, all this kind of stuff. But she doesn't seem like she really wants to do that. Right. Michael gets in the house. I, at first, I was very annoyed with Lori because to come to the door where he is and not be prepared. That was so dumb, right? So you would think she's prepared all these years. You give the fucking man some space. If anything, if you learn anything from Michael Myers, give him a little bit of space. All right? Don't be yeah. in the don't be in those big meat hand grips, all right? Like get out of his range. I wouldn't have even made all that shit house. If I'm going against Michael Myers, it's in a fucking I'm luring him to an open field. Yeah. With a fucking uh bunch of guns just ready. Like that's it. That's that's the movie right there. An open field, a house made of glass. I want a house yeah. made of glass where you can't bust in from the outside, but somehow I can shoot you from the inside. <laughs> like something ridiculous <laughs> like that. That's it. Sure. Yeah. Look, I'm going to mention it later on, but there's a movie that we did on Ian Hates Movies that I love. It's a comedy slasher movie, but it's a movie called The Final Girls. And in The Final Girls, when the last girl is left, it's like a Jason-type Michael Myers creature that she's fighting. They fight in an open field because that's the best place to do it. So yeah. it makes total sense. So this whole having your house built like a regular house still doesn't make that much sense to me. No. So Michael gets in. Lori's downstairs. She shoots through the floor to make Michael go upstairs. So instead of going together with her daughter, her daughter seems very scared. She leaves Karen downstairs in the basement and she goes up to hunt for Michael Now, she was smart in some ways where she went to different closets and opened them up, you know, with the nozzle of the gun, like all that kind of stuff. But even then, how about you just fucking fire into them? Yeah. You should have enough ammo. Yeah. You should have enough ammo. Plus, if you stick that fucking barrel in there and Michael is there, all he has to do is stick his hand out and move it. That's it. And then you're fucked. 
I would have just turned on the fucking lights. <laughs> Honestly, if I because you go into this room and it's all dark and there's just to like paint the scene for everyone listening. There's like you, she goes into this room. There's the closet, which is very reminiscent to the first movie. I thought that was kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, they did. Um, thing, yeah. And then there's these mannequins and shit, and the lights are off. Oh, you're skipping the ahead though. Hiding in the mannequins. <laughs> well, right. Yeah, obviously he's over there in the mannequins. Like, let's not yeah, be stupid just about turn it. Turn the fucking light on. <laughs> or. Start fucking shooting heads off of those fucking mannequins. Yeah. That's what you're going to do anyway. It's not like you had a clothing business. Oh, I need my mannequins. That's what you were fucking doing outside, bitch. Just fucking shoot them. But what you skipped ahead of that I thought was good, and I couldn't tell if the rooms had windows or not, because if they did, then it negates it a little bit. But she went room by room, checking them out. And when she was done, there's a button on the outside that she was able to push and a steel grate came down. Like imagine like the stuff that's in like a mall when it closes, but really fast. Yeah. So if it had been in there, if Michael had been in there, he would have been stuck and or at least you say, okay, well, that room, he can't go in there later. It's already barred off. Yeah. So and her smart. back is kind of fine. Yeah. She has no one attacking her from a different side. So good. I like that. That was fine. But just the way. If you've been planning this your entire life, you should be a little bit better at this shit. So when Michael yeah. gets to jump on her for like the third fucking time, you're like, come on, Lori. Like, I know you were traumatized before, but this is what you've been going for. Like, why are you dropping the ball? There's 40 years of buildup. It's not like, oh, I've been waiting weeks for this. Yeah. No, this is 40 fucking years. I understand if she was a teenager like she was when she was first attacked and didn't know what to do. But now you know his power. You know what he does. You studied him because you had first-hand like, fucking experience right there. And then now you've got 40 years on top of that where you have dedicated your life. It's not like you tried to move on. Yeah. So why aren't you better at this? Like, I'm not expecting the Matrix. But at least be better. Like, shoot out his knees. Like, when he comes at you, you're like, ah, oh, I got you, bitch. And, you know, you jump around and you shoot his <laughs> knees or something. Like, something gotcha, bitch. i got you bitch so she has to say that too oh for sure so she gets thrown out the window and this is another homage to past movies where I michael yeah where you hated what i loved that part oh you loved it where yeah she gets thrown out the window she's laying on the ground michael then hears allison make it to the house so his attention is drawn to her but then he looks back out and Lori is gone Ooh. Yeah. And they even do like the sound effect. Like the like when they show that she's not there. I I I fucking loved that. We should have been doing that this whole show. Holy shit. After every creepy thing we said. Hindsight is 2020. So Allison goes down with her mom because they all know the secret passes ways and all that shit. Lori, you know, is coming back. Michael knows. They're down in that fucking basement. How do I get down there? So he's ripping apart that island. Try, he's just brute strength, just trying to get it. The whole time, Karen is, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. She got the gun downstairs. She's like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Finally, Michael you know, rips the island off, and he doesn't show himself. He doesn't just start going downstairs. Karen starts going, oh, she's shaking. She's moving like she can't. She's like, oh, no, I can't do this. As soon as she says that, the music hits, 
Michael steps in the doorway and Karen goes, psych, and fucking shoots him in the neck. <laughs> now, I will I say, like badass. Badass for sure. Super badass. The problem that I have with it, though, is Uh-oh. I find it very hard to believe that they've been playing this game the entire time. That's my only thing. I find that yeah, very no, hard to believe. I didn't even think of, think like that. And I really hope that that's not what they were implying. Well, because that would be weak. And here's my here's my discussion coming up. So she shoots him in the neck. Michael doesn't come downstairs. You've got the out of nowhere, out of the shadows. Lori shows up the same way Michael has in the past. Now it's Lori's time. Yeah. She fights with Michael. Michael gets hit down the stairs. Wait, wait, you got to say what she said when she come out. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. When she came out. Do it. <laughs> Whatever they pan to Lori, she says, happy Halloween, Michael, yeah. <laughs> and then fucking stabs him. That was fucking cool. <laughs> I, I fucking love that, dude. Oh, uh, I got you. That got me. Well, yeah, because they're doing all this. It's it's sucking fans' dicks is what they've been oh, yeah, doing this whole movie. It's huge fan service. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, and I forgot the word service. So I was just like sucking dicks. So I like that one better. Huge, huge suck fan dick here. Yeah, huge fan suck. Just sucking all the fans' dicks. So <laughs> Michael falls down the stairs. And now, so you still got Karen and Allison downstairs. So now they go, oh, come on, quick, get up, get up, get up. So they run up the stairs, obviously. Allison gets caught by Michael. He's got her by the leg. They're shooting down. She grabs a... Or was it Karen that got her leg? Yeah. Karen got her leg trapped by Michael because it's Allison who takes the butcher's knife. Yeah. She takes the butcher's knife and stabs him. And now he's downstairs and they're upstairs. What'd you say? Yeah. Yeah. That she was stabbing him on his hand to like let go of... Right, Karen's leg. I thought he, she might have got him on the shoulder at one point too. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Anyways, he lets go. He's downstairs in the basement now. They go get up, get up. They all three of the women now are upstairs, and they pull the lever, and the lever <laughs> makes all these spikes go to stop Michael from coming up the stairs. Now this is my concern, and maybe I look. Maybe I look into these things too much, and I probably okay. do. But walk me through I think this. You are. Yeah, walk me through this, Jackson. So, during this time, if I'm not mistaken, Karen is they they made many mentions of Lori's house being like her grave or her like prison, you know, like for her, like oh she's stuck in her own house, blah 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 blah, when or stronghold too. They they call it a lot of different things. So Karen goes, see, Allison, it's not a prison or it's uh, sorry, or it's not a stronghold. The basement's not the stronghold. It's a trap. And they've got Michael. (laughs) My whole concern, my whole concern is based on how cocky they are at that scene. Not Allison, because Allison doesn't know this stuff. But with how cocky that Karen and Lori are at this moment, they make it seem like they've been planning this for 40 years. And I can't believe that. But then you can't have that scene, though. You can't have Karen go, see, this is what the plan was. It's not It's not a stronghold. It's a prisoner. It's not a stronghold. It's a trap. Like, you can't have that be the end when you've been playing that she hasn't believed her. 
for 40 years. Or sorry, you know, Karen wasn't alive for 40 years, for 30 years. Right, I know what you mean. Yeah, you, you know. So that's all That's all I'm saying is that's a little weird to me. If she had looked, if she had looked at Lori and been like, that was the plan, then I would have been like, okay. <clears throat> then I would have been like, okay. But it seemed to me that for some reason this was like a thing that they planned the entire time. And also, here's the thing, Jackson. Bet you didn't think of this. If that's the plan, how were they that sure that they were going to get Michael downstairs without them being able to get up? There was no secondary exit. That's a dangerous, dangerous game to play to try and get Michael Myers down there while you're down there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because That's true. there's no other way they would have tricked him into going down there while one of them wasn't. Very true. I'm trying to think of it like, cause you, cause here's the thing. You're right. But I'm trying to think of it as to why they would do that. Because I didn't see it as something that they were setting up forever. Okay. It's very, it, it, it does look like it, but the way, at least I'll tell you, I don't know if this is a hundred percent it. I don't know if this is what the director's vision was, but the way I looked at it was everything was a fluke, obviously. Right. Now I know it looked like everything was planned, but to me, I looked at every single thing from the second that Michael gets to Lori Strode's uh, stronghold. Mm -hmm. Everything is a fluke. They're going things as they come whenever. And, and see, this is where things get so fucking tricky. Whenever (laughs) he sees that she, he has to lift up, the the island countertop thing. Yeah. First, I was like, okay, how did he know that that's where it was? That was that was a big fault for me. I was like, okay, how the fuck out of all the ways to get to a basement? How did it immediately just think, boom, it's got to be under there. He's got a secret thing. Yeah. Instead of that all the me, other ways in the first floor that you would check for a door first. Exactly. That's the way to do you it. would look at other things if you if because it's okay. It makes sense that he knows they're in the basement. Yeah. That I get. Sure. But for him to first reaction, think, okay, it's got to be under the counter. No, bullshit. I'm not buying it. There's no way. But when it comes to the trap, that is a dangerous game. Yeah. You have to get him down there while you're fucking down there. There is no other exit. Yeah. Unless you leave I it open. I think the whole thing was a fucking fluke. But then then don't say it then. then don't, That's true. Don't brag about it at the end. My biggest problem with the whole movie, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Do it. Was Karen. Okay. That was my problem throughout the whole movie. To me, didn't make sense. The fucking her dumbass husband made more sense to me, <laughs> which was terrible at humor throughout the movie. Oh, that yeah, I didn't laugh. Especially at the beginning. Once, yeah, I didn't laugh oh, once at him. Oh god, it was so cringy. But yeah. that's that's another thing. <laughs> to me, Karen made no sense throughout the whole movie. I I don't know what it is. I feel like first of all, I think like let's say you you put yourself in Karen's shoe steps. You have a mom who went through this terrible thing growing up. Right. And she has no sympathy for her right. at all. Right. Not a single bit. I thought that was a little weird, first of all. Then she gets her change of heart at the end when she's in the quote-unquote trap, yeah. not the stronghold. <laughs> right. She she has a huge change of heart, and they show like her gun uh, that, that says Carrie Strode or Karen Strode, Strode yeah, yeah. written on the fucking gun. KS. Like, yeah. They do all these little things that like I feel like we're supposed to signal her change of heart. Right. Yeah. And yeah. be like, oh, you know, this is this, but it's really hard to buy. It was super badass to see, but it shouldn't have been set up as something that was supposed to be smart because it wasn't. Right. And that's the thing. 
What I will give you is Michael is a predator. Michael is yeah. a predator going after prey, and he goes after it because he knows it's easy. He doesn't walk towards people while they're shooting at him. You know what I mean? He's not Jason. Yeah. Jason does that shit. Michael doesn't do that. So that whole her pretending to be scared and saying out loud, I can't do this, I can't do this, that predator instinct kicks in. Right. That that shit works. That shit's fine. I'm just talking about once the trap happens, I'm just like, don't fucking brag about that. And maybe I have to watch it again. But that was the sense of what I got was that they had somehow planned this. And I just simply can't believe that in a simple movie, because that's what this movie is. We've mentioned multiple times. Take one word that describes this movie. It's simple because they're not using CGI. They're not doing crazy fight scenes. They're not doing craziness. It's a basic slasher movie. They're going back to the old school, 1978. That's what it's, I mean, they don't even rely on cell phones that much in this movie. It's not no, like people are yeah. fucking pretending to Snapchat. They're like, oh, look, at it's Michael Myers. I'm going to Snapchat picture with him. They don't do any bullshit like that. Yeah, they don't try and make it seem like, oh, this is what Michael Myers would be like in now's age. They actually made it seem pretty fucking old. There was yeah. always like, you know, record players and there was more walkie-talkie than cell phone in this movie. Yeah, it seemed more like a this was in the 90s, not necessarily yeah. in 2018. But yeah, so I agree. So you've got, I mean, that line ruined it. it. It was the line, not the scene. Yeah. To me, ruined it, but the line of, "Hey, it was a trap." Yeah. That threw it off. It would have been so much better if it like shot her, like, "Oh shit, yeah. mom, what the fuck?" You know, this exactly. There? Like that. You know what I mean? That would have been way better. Right. But the idea is fine. So now that he's trapped in there, you've got all of this gas that is being released upstairs downstairs everywhere and then all these burners that are strategically placed throughout the house to make sure that it just basically flame throws like everything in the house so michael yeah. just standing there he's not even trying to get out he just knows this is it he's just staring up at all three women another thing that i did not like about the movie they did not fucking stay around to make sure that michael was dead yeah they just assumed he was. Yeah. In a movie where you take all these precautions and I need to see him dead. I need to see blah, blah. I need to see him. You don't fucking stay around to see him. There's yeah. something wrong and, with that. And it, I know we're supposed to throw away Halloween 2. Right. It, 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 it doesn't. It, it's not canon. I get it. But after seeing that, you as a viewer know that an explosion is not going to kill Michael Myers. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I get it. It, it, it doesn't attached to this movie that never happened but we still saw it right you know what i mean we know all deep down that wow that, that was so weird is not jackson him. you need to move back from your mic a little bit or something because that was the weirdest bunch of fucking sounds it's like your fucking mic was haunted that was really weird i like that keep it in <laughs> <laughs> well i will no i will keep it in because people have to understand why i'm talking like this but yeah yeah no i i totally get that but that is the thing though right if you know for sure, like, for instance, Allison, maybe she's traumatized from this whole experience, but Allison saw Michael Myers get hit by a car, and she heard the doctor and sheriff say that he was dead, that his heart had stopped. Now, maybe the, maybe the doctor was lying 
at that point. That's possible. But then the doctor even said later, he was like, oh, yeah, he'll be coming back to life soon. So she knows that they're dealing with something that's not human. Yeah. So why would they just assume that this is going to kill him? Yeah. And 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 honestly, it is fair to assume that an explosion like that is going to kill somebody. But when you're watching this movie from beginning to end, all the signs were there for the Strodes to know that this shouldn't be it. Right. I don't know. It, it, it just they, they should have checked. And I know this sounds like super nitpicky, but but in a you, movie like it, watching it from the beginning. Right. And here's the thing, Jackson. This is where you're not being nitpicky is because the whole movie is based on Lori preparing to end Michael. So it's not like she was just living her life and Michael came back and, oh, no, I have to survive and I hope we get him somehow. And that's how they did it. And then they walked away. This is her knowing that this is pure evil, that he's going to be coming after me. I'm going to prepare for 40 years for this. I'm going to have my final showdown and then not finish the job. That's lazy. It's it's not. I mean, the character's fake. It's lazy writing. That's what it is. It's, yeah. hey, we definitely left it open for a sequel. And for anyone, I did not stay for the credits. But I did read online that there isn't an extra scene or anything like that. But at the end of the credits, you do hear Michael Myers is, you know, his breath. Yeah, I, I stayed after. It was cool. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. And, well, I mean, you can already tell they, they did a, a, you know, like a pan out shot of the fire and, and they go down to the basement and they show a shot of the basement on fire and Michael isn't in there. That already tells you, Oh, he got out. So I don't even think it's necessarily that he survived the fire. He wasn't even there. I don't know what they're going to do with that. But when they show the basement, he is not there. And the whole thing is on fire. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's just like, so where do you go from here? Like, why would you no want clue. another sequel? People just love I Michael want Myers. One. Well, I was about to say, I want one just for the sake of I want to see what they could do with this. But it could end like this, and I wouldn't be, I guess, upset about it. Yeah, I think even though I don't like that ending, I am okay if it ended that way. Now I'm just like, well, what does any of this mean? Oh, wait, hold on. We forgot one part Oh, at the ending. The fucking thing that I the thing that I dislike the least about the whole movie. Oh, go ahead. Whenever they get picked up on the truck. I don't remember. Well, when the movie's done, when whenever they see Michael Myers or I'm sorry, hold on. Whenever the house is burning down, Mm -hmm. the Strodes, all three of them go to this truck and they ask, uh, you know, take a town or whatever the fuck. And they get in the back and then the camera zooms in on Allison's hand with the bloody knife in her hand. Right. Right. That is true. I do remember that. I did not like that at all because that, I guarantee you, that could imply that, oh, I don't know, some stupid shit that they might do, some psychological shit where it's like, (laughs) oh, she might be fucking crazy now. I don't know. Well, yeah, she's definitely going to be traumatized. That's for sure. Yeah. But then it could be the same way that they said that the mask has powers. Maybe... The fucking knife has powers. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying that that's the case. I didn't like that part at all, dude. They could do it where, fucking dude. They'll do anything for money. They could do it where Michael Myers teams up with somebody. Oh god. I know it'd be, be awful. It'd be awful. But if they're trying to do something where it's either demonic possession or something like that, 
then they can do that. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't, I don't want to say I the thing now. Hold on now. We're at the <laughs> now, end hold of the on movie now. now. Now hold on now. Hold on. We're at, we're at the end of the movie now. Yes. Did you like the movie? We we never really heard that. What did you think of the movie? Like your your fucking your your final thoughts. So, I don't like most of the sequels. I didn't think there was anything really wrong with Halloween two. You know, I I, I liked Halloween. Yeah, too. I didn't think it was terrible. There are parts, bits and pieces of other sequels that I was fine with. But I think this was probably, besides Halloween 2, this was a fine sequel to Halloween. I didn't care for the reboots at all. So this was fine to me. I liked it enough to say that I went to the movie and I didn't hate myself for going to the movie. I wasn't like, oh. You thought it was worth it. Yeah, but I will say this. I will definitely, for anyone who's listening to this who did not go to see it, and they're judging, you know, hey, should I go see this based on this podcast? Don't go to the theater to see it. There's no reason to. You don't have to. No, there, there's nothing that the theater is going to do to enhance it except just seeing it quicker. Well, that's, yeah. That's if you want to know what happens, well, but if you listen to the podcast and you already know what happens. So uh, yeah. in that way, <laughs> I say, for sure, see it when you can. But I wouldn't go out of my way to go to the theater to see it. I don't know. That's my opinion. To me, this, I mean, I don't know if you agree or not, but to me, this was the second best Halloween movie, at least from what I've seen. This was the one I enjoyed the second most. Original, obviously, being number one. It might still be for me. It might be one, two, and then this one. Oh, no. I, I like this one better than two for sure. I don't remember hating two that much. I remember hating three. And then there, as they went on, they got crazier. I mean, fucking Paul Rudd one time beat Michael Myers to death with a lead pipe. Like, the movies yeah. got ridiculously out of control. But I don't remember hating the second one that much. Look, if the things with Lori and her house hadn't happened, I'd probably, this probably would have been a much better slasher movie for me. Yeah. If I didn't have questions of, was this a whole plan to begin with? then maybe I'd be like, yeah, this was definitely worth it. But I also don't like the theater experience normally either. The first 90% of the movie was very simple, and I like that a lot. Yeah. I will tell you, or I think, the reason why you like simplicity in these movies is because for 10-plus years, we've had our throats ripped open and shit shoveled down them. Horror movies have not been good for a long time. You can certainly pick out certain good. Like, I could give you a list. There are only, in the last couple years that I've been watching scary movies, there's only one series that I enjoy, and I think every other scary movie is just not even good. Mm -hmm. And I I really like the Conjuring series. Those are the only ones. A lot of, I mean, a lot of guests on Ian Hates Music have told me that they love The Conjuring. I watched The Conjuring, and even though the acting was fine, that storyline does nothing for me. I like it a lot, but that's the only scary movies in recent years that I enjoy. I can't think of any other scary movie that I like, honestly. Well, I love, I mean, we do a show for it, which I don't believe I've released yet by the time we're talking. We'll probably release this one first. But we did Oculus. Oculus is a great fucking movie. Oculus is like one of my all-time favorite horror movies. It's so damn good. That's a good fucking movie. Yeah. So And then there's The Descent came out, I think, in 2005. That's a great fucking horror movie. I don't think I've seen that. 
you probably get one to two good horror movies a year, maybe one every two years. Somewhere yeah. around there. But I am, like I said, I hate Blumhouse, so I don't like most of the shitty. I don't like haunted things except for Oculus. I don't like, oh, there's a ghost in this house. Like, I don't like shit like that. I don't like jump scares. I don't like gore porn. So I don't fucking care about the Saw movies. I don't care about the Hostel movies. I don't care about any of that shit. Give me a well-written horror movie. Give me The Descent, which is so well-written. Give me Oculus. Give me It Follows. Now, It Follows had some issues. Go back and listen to Ian Hates Movies where we went over It Follows. It Follows had a very bad ending. There, there are parts of things like that that don't necessarily go 100%, but they are yeah. still fucking good movies. You know, those three movies that you just named besides Oculus, I don't know them. Yeah, you should probably watch them. Plus, then there are the... There's a lot of scary movies I have to watch. Well, that a is lot. true. Well, you, I said already, do all the screams first. I'm doing Screams and Texas Chainsaws next. And yeah, I need to I, finish. Uh, I don't get the Texas I need to Chainsaws. watch. Dude, there's so many I gotta watch, dude. I have to still watch. Um, I've only seen Friday the Thirteenth, the first one. I've never even seen Jason. Yeah, not even see Jason X is a lot of fun, actually. To be quite honest, <laughs> you gotta see some of the Freddies. You gotta see. I mean, there are good horror movies. There really are. So anyone who's saying that there aren't, you are incorrect. But they're few and far between. That's why yeah. I hold horror movies to a different standard. Then you've got comedy horror movies, which are also... I mean, you've got The Evil Deads, which I'm sure you haven't watched. So you need to watch no, The Evil actually, Deads. No, actually. You've seen, seen all of them? I've seen two Evil Deads. No, I've seen two Evil Deads. Which ones? I've seen the original one. Yep. Which I'm not even kidding you. And I know that's a comedy one. Now I know that, that I'm older. But to me, growing up, Evil Dead was the scariest movie to me that oh, I've for sure. ever seen. Yeah, yeah. That, but that makes sense. Ever. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And then I saw the, the remake. I don't know what year that was. You saw it Evil Dead 2. Like, I guess. I, I don't remember at all. So you haven't seen Army of Darkness? I haven't heard of that. You need to see Army of Darkness, like, now. That's how fucking good that movie is. You Damn. need to see. All right. It's Evil Dead 3. So it takes place after Evil Dead 2, which is a remake of Evil Dead 1. You're absolutely right. At the end of Evil Dead 2, the portal opens up. And it takes Ash back in the past. And now you've got a hmm. guy walking around with a chainsaw on his arm having to fight demons in the past. It's fucking great. It's such a fucking great movie. Huh. So take that recommendation. That's well, comedy, shit. though. Way more on the comedy side than anything else. Yeah. So comedy and horror for that one. Same as The Final Girls, which I mentioned before. Comedy and horror. And Cabin in the Fucking Woods. I was having in the woods. He loved the fuck out of that movie. Jackson went robot, but he said he loved that movie. I loved the cabin in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great fucking movie. So let's spin around here and let's just go over something that I also noticed. So we're in 2018 right now. And if anyone didn't realize, that means that all women are way better than men. We've kind of established <laughs> that women can do no wrong. Men are always wrong. We've known that for a while. We've just never actually talked about it. Jackson? Right. Dude, your video disappeared. Back from the dead. Yes, everyone. Jackson's Wi-Fi blows. Yeah, I know. So once again, let's go back to what we were talking about. Women have never done anything wrong in their lives. They are much, 
much superior to men. So of course. we know that. I'm just stating the ground stuff. So everyone, Getting it out of the way. Yeah. I want to make sure that no one ha- is like delusional to think that anyone's equal or that men would ever be stronger at something or better at something. It's just not the case. That's just right. not the way. We're all made equal because women are better. So right. uh-huh. yeah. one of the things that people have been harping on for this movie that I thought was very strange is that because the movie ends with you know, two strong female characters, let's say. I mean, there's another, there's a third one there, but I don't know if you'd ever call Allison strong. Like, I don't think she ever did anything in this movie. I think Judy Greer, uh, Karen was the weakest, but yeah. Well, until there's the one end. clear strong one. Well, yeah, until she started, you know, being a badass and stuff. Yeah. So because of that, I was looking around Twitter a little bit. And oh, I, poor you. I say, yeah, seriously. First mistake. I know, right? Oh, it's <laughs> a cesspool of ignorance. But I was looking through with people talking about Halloween, and it's a very it's a very polarizing movie, even though it has an 80% percent Rotten Tomatoes. There are people, it seems to me, that the people that love it are casual people that see horror movies in the theaters, people that love whatever Michael Myers does. So whatever movie it is that has Michael in it, they're going to love it already. And then now these people that I'm seeing that see this movie as a Me Too type movement movie, a women empowering movie. And I took one wow. of these ladies right here and I just wanted to read her little text to people because I don't get into these arguments. So I'm looking at other people's arguments. This woman said, I think it was a fantastic movie about a woman defending herself in the area of the Me Too movement. If everyone wasn't just salty about the use of guns, they would have been advertising it as such. Oh. And she went on to say a lot more stupid. And I know I shouldn't call women stupid, but I am trying to use context. I think this woman is stupid. In particular. Yeah, and she could be 14. Like, it's Twitter, so who the fuck knows? Yeah. I don't look at people's profiles and see what they're about. I don't give a shit. But... It wasn't just her. It's been a lot of people that have been making this comparison. And it does look, look, they look strong. You've got three generations of women, three generations of women. You've got three generations of women <laughs> looking down on woman. Michael, looking down on Michael as he burns alive or burns to death, whatever you want to call it. Now, awesome. right now in America, I'm sure that's what most women dream about all the time is women standing above men and burning them alive. I get it. I totally like I totally get it. But <laughs> the thing about horror movies and one of the things I've always loved about horror movies is that women have almost always been the strongest part of a horror movie. Sure. 100%. Yeah, sure the babysitter gets killed. Sure the slutty girl gets killed. But guess what? The guy also wants to have sex too. So anyone who wants to have sex dies. Anyone who's drinking too much, anyone who's doing drugs too much, all that shit, they die. These are horror movie rules. But the other part, you can't just dismiss that stuff and then say, wow, look at this movie putting women on a pedestal. Women have always been the strongest people in horror movies. I mean, I've named it already. I fell in love with Sidney Prescott. It was the first R-rated horror movie that I I ever saw. I saw one Scream movie. Yeah. And not only is the girl the main bad guy, but the main good guy. 
Oh, you you know. ruined it. You spoiled it. Yeah, spoiled. I know. I'm sorry. The, she is the antagonist and the protagonist. And I won't tell you anything about Scream 2 and 3. But obviously, Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox, so Sidney Prescott and Gail Weathers, survive Monica. four fucking movies. Sure. Survive. Look, I didn't bring a party of five, but I could have. So they are badass women. Jamie Lee Curtis survives all the Halloweens until the one that she dies. Like, yeah. I mean, I can start naming in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Sally survives Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You already know that. I mean, you've seen that one. It's it's garbage anyways. You go through, you've got Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. You've got the girl from It Follows. You've got the girl from Cabin in the Woods. You've got all the girls from The Descent. Well, I mean, I won't ruin that one either. But you've got, I mean, I can't I can't name all the horror movies where women survive because it's most of them. That's why they coined a term called Final Girl. That's a term. It's what girl is left at the end of a horror movie to kill the killer. Yeah. So how can you all of a sudden flip the script and tell me that Halloween has done something different or something empowering to women that all of these movies in the past haven't been doing? It's a staple of the industry. Yeah. It's basic, scary movie shit. The girl always ends up on top. And it's nothing against I actually... (laughs) I wish. Anyways. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Lazy fuck. It's honestly cool though. Like I like that. You know, if wait, we're wait. being honest. Are I, we having are we having a discussion of whether you like girls on top or not? No, 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 no. <laughs> shut the fuck up. But that too. Um <laughs> I like whenever the girls are the champion at the end sure. of the movies. I think that's really fucking cool. I, I really do. And and it's nothing to take away from them, also. I even saw this fucking one stat. I, I saw it just today. This fucking Halloween movie. Now, I might butcher this, but I, I know I'm going to get uh, to the point. Like Michael. <laughs> um, it is the most money-making female-led movie by someone over, like, 55 years old or something sure. like that. And, and the three main people in this movie are female. Right. And this movie made a fuck ton of money. It shows that girls can lead movies, and the movies will do good. That is, But here's the thing. That's nothing new. Right. which is the point we're trying to make. This, this is something that has been going on since, like, you go back to the first Halloween movie. That's fucking 1978. That is a long fucking time ago, dude. That's not just the other day. Are you telling me that The Exorcist, that that wasn't centered on the woman? Yeah. Come on, they're all. Exactly. I mean, The Conjuring, the wife is the main character. A hundred percent. All that stuff. Like, it's just, it's silly. It's silly, and... I mean, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis plays into it, you know, because she gets more money. If I mean, this is a way to promote the movie. So I'm not saying she's wrong by promoting it this way. But anyone, any one of those rubes out there that's stupid enough to think that 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 somehow something has changed in the industry. It just it hasn't. Yeah, it simply hasn't. Every horror movie is like this. Sure, there are some where guys are survivors as well. But in most cases, it's, it's more women. Rare. Yeah, it's women that are. And I've never been like, oh, I don't like horror movies because women end up being empowered. Fuck you. Why the fuck would I care? The big tough guy always dies. Yeah. So I'd be fucking dead. Yeah. The stereotype. Fuck you. The stereotypical man 
always dies in these movies. Like, and and pretty quickly too. Like they never even really make it towards the end, honestly. Most of the time. They just fucking get killed off. Yeah, there are some I mean, obviously there are some cases where that's not exactly the case. If you if you understand horror movies, normally you survive. And I'm not gonna ruin a yeah. spoiler for you with something that big happens some other movie. Don't do it. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. See, I'm trying to not do it. But in most cases, that's the way it goes. And that's completely fine. I've never been like, oh, no, I don't connect with this movie because there aren't enough men in it. Like, I don't care. The Descent. It's not even a thought. Yeah. The Descent has no men in it. It's badass females fighting off these crazy cave creatures. And it's fucking great because they're not fucking (laughs) idiots. Yeah. And they're not fucking idiots. And that was in 2005. I've been touting that movie since the first time I saw it. So I just... I'm not saying that you don't have to be excited about it, I guess, or proud maybe. But then again, man, are we proud of every – I don't – well, first of all, I don't watch Fast and Furious. But I'm also not going to be proud that at the end Vin Diesel's having a beer with his buddies and being like, yeah, the guys did it. (laughs) Fuck yeah, that's one win for the homies. Yeah, we won one, buddy. Jackson, you and I, man. Our gender. I'm so I'm so glad we picked this gender to be. Ugh. Fuck that. I just man, I you just want good movies, man. Good movies are good movies. It's not a race, it's not a gender thing. It's good fucking movies. Right. And I get it. I mean, we're men, so we've dealt with see that but it's just it's one of those things. I understand women don't have as many action stars, you know. You can't say Tomb Raider all the time. So I get it. There aren't as many women action stars, not that kind of thing. But also, and this isn't a stereotype necessarily, but there aren't a whole lot of women that watch action movies. There are some, but it's not a normal thing. By the way, there aren't a whole lot of fucking women that watch horror movies. Yeah. I I still have yet, I've dated many a women. I'm going to tout myself for a little bit. I have dated many a women. Ooh. Barely any of them like any horror movies. That's my experience over years. That's yeah, all. It, it, it's nothing, you know, crazy. It's very common that girls, you know, don't, they're not into that stuff, which is not a fault. No. It's just it's a common personal preference. Thing. Yeah, it's just a preference that is very, you know, by by numbers, you know, you can see that girls don't like that stuff as much. Right. You know, that's all it is. It's nothing deep. The shit isn't deep. That's the thing. People want to make things deep, and it's not. Shit's not deep. We need to make a shirt that says, shit's not deep. <laughs> Shit's not deep. So, yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot we can go into. I just, I think it's very dumb. And I think people that think that way are rubes. Like, I like the movie enough to recommend it to people. I'm saying, once again, you don't have to go to theaters to see it. But whenever it comes out on video on demand, comes out on HBO, Netflix, whatever, give it a watch. So, it's not a bad movie. But there are things that I definitely did not like about it. It's not a perfect movie. By any means, but in today's horror movie standards, it's a very good movie. Yeah, very true, and and that's a that's a big thing to note on too. Like compared to every other movie, this is actually a really good fucking movie. Yeah, like I was trying to think of recent. I mean, it's actually kind of weird. It's October, and there really aren't a whole lot of horror movies. There was like Hellfest that came out recently. Oh, and that had a horrible review. Now I'm not saying that it was it's going to be bad, 
it had a very low Rotten Tomatoes. But that's something I would watch on HBO if it came out. You know, last Purge movie was fucking awful. I mean, you can listen to my Ian Hates Movies episode about that. So there hasn't been anything. You would think October would be laced with tons of horror movies, but they've kind of gone away from that. A little bit. They yeah, don't do that as much. There's usually a lot more. Even like just as of last year, what going towards October, there's been a lot. All we've had now is that Hellfest thing and uh, Halloween, and then there was the Nun, which was in Ugh. September. Why? Ugh. Or August. Terrible. You see the reviews for that? It's like an eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I did not see the. Re- I saw the movie though. Ugh. Why? Yeah, so I did. Dumb. So, because it goes with the with the whole story yeah it goes with the conjuring. conjuring yeah i know yeah that's why you I'm, probably I'm watch not... annabelle that fucking shit i did i did Ugh. dude all those movies insidious fucking blows the gallows oh, blows unfriended blows what i mean these are all movies that are getting sequels as well all these movies are getting sequels because they're blumhouse i hate insidious i will never understand since the beginning ouija origin of evil all that bullshit it all oh, yeah. sucks balls. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong on that. I I liked watching. I enjoyed watching the Annabelles and, and the Nun and stuff like that because just just because the story. And I'm not saying that they're like amazing or they're good or anything. Right, I'm right. not even gonna come close to saying that. I like the Conjuring's a lot. The rest, eh, whatever. But the story has continuity, and and I haven't found any holes in it. So I enjoy that part. Like you know, I kind of have to see it to see how it all comes around but they're they're not very good right you'd be surprised the new chucky movies are fucking good i haven't seen a single chucky movie i i don't want to see one honestly because am scared. i wrong for that you're you're scared no no not because i'm scared it just seems stupid no me. they're great they're fucking great the first three right. the third one's hilariously bad but it's good because of that but once you get into look bride of chucky sucks seed of chucky sucks that you could take out those two, but then they started making ones that were actually smart. They started making them smart again because even the original child plays are not for fucking morons. They're actually kind of smart and kind of brutal. But now, like, do you think that I would enjoy that even if now was my first time, or do you think it's something you could only enjoy if you watched it, like you know, kind of growing up? You might be able to watch Cult of Chucky. One of the last two ones, I think both of them are on Netflix. You could probably watch one of those and pick up on the story and be okay. I still, for campy horror movies, Child's Play 3 is fucking awesome. All right. There are certain, yeah, there are certain bad horror movies that are very campy that I can latch on to that have like little qualities to them. That's one of those. That happens from that. Look, I like a movie a lot that stars Brittany Murphy and Jay Moore. Where it's a slasher film, the killer is killing virgins. Oh. So all the kids decide to get together to have a sex party. So I'd be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh, yeah. Hey, yo. So, yeah, they all get together to lose their virginity so that they don't get killed by the killer. It's called Cherry wow. Falls. It's amazing. Cherry Falls. Cherry Falls. I like that name. I know. It's a great fucking name. And That's a smart name. The twist with the killer is hilarious. Like, there's some bad, good horror movies. It does happen. But I don't find insidious movies. I don't find fucking paranormal activities can suck my dick. 
I hate I like that. Oh, you're a fucking moron. No, no, no. Hold on. I'm not saying like they're amazing or nothing, but like they weren't. They were. I don't know. I guess they were so stupid that I enjoy watching them. I never rewatched them or like I didn't like. I have to own them or nothing like that. But I I liked watching them. Well, that's why I'm giving you a list of a lot of movies to go back and watch because you're gonna see some really good stuff. I have a huge list. Well, yeah. For sure. I mean, yeah, you started very late. I've been watching horror movies since I was a kid. Yeah. No, I I started late. Yeah. I'm an expert in horror movies. I just don't have Ian hates horror movies. I just have Ian hates movies. So we talk about them when we can. Guess what was the first horror movie I ever watched? And I had to do it sneakingly from my family. The Notebook. <laughs> I've never seen that, actually. Yeah, me neither. I refuse to be notebooked. <laughs> I will never be um, notebooked. It was... Uh, the Hills Have Eyes. Oh, what a terrible movie. That was the first scary movie. I never fucking forget that. That just goes back to that up. whole, w- there was a time where Hillbilly Killers was a big deal. So they had like Wrong Turn, Hills Have Eyes. There were a couple, I yeah. mean, I mean, Hostel plays into it a little bit. Not as much because those were technically rich people. But still, it's the same. Oh, um, Wolf Creek was another one. There are a few where it's just like, we're going to capture you and torture you. And kill you and eat you. We're just ranting now. Yeah. We should have we ended this like 45 minutes ago. It's, it's just fun. It is. It is fun. All right. But it is time to end this. So, Jackson, do you have anything to plug? Um. So, I know this is super random, but the whole YouTube thing, I'm not done with it. It's actually coming back for sure before the end of the year. Oh, yeah. I am. I am more than halfway towards my goal to get what I need to get so that I can revamp up my, uh, my fucking YouTube thing. I'm, I'm super fucking excited about it. Woo. Yeah. Nice. I'm really excited. Do you want to say the channel? Yeah, it's fucking, it's, it's Jackity. And I know Ian's laughing right now, but I fucking love that name. Jack city. J a C K I T Y. Yeah. That's, that's the channel. I got, uh, I think like seven or eight videos on there. Um, from when I was, when I was actually, everything was working. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and I hope people like it, man. But other than that, I I love everyone, and I, I hope everyone got to this part and and they enjoyed this <laughs> shit. It was really fun. They hate us because they ain't us. That's why. Fuck it, whatever. Who yeah, cares? It doesn't matter. And then the plugs for me, Ian hates. I've got a ton of stuff going on. I really wish Jackson's Wi-Fi was better because we would do way more shows than just this yeah. one. But there's a lot of stuff coming up. Kelly is traveling. But we are going to try and do a older movie for everyone. We're still keeping with the horror movie theme throughout this month, obviously. And then there are more Ian Hates musics coming up as well. And Ian Hates conversations coming up too. I am obviously still working through my vocal issues. I got really fucking sick. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen again this year. But I was definitely very, very, very sick. So anyways... You can support the shows by following me on Twitter at Ian Hates Podcast, on Instagram and Facebook. It's Ian Hates. So Instagram's at Ian Hates. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Ian Hates. You can also email me, Ian Hates at gmail.com. Go to iTunes, rate us five stars, nothing less, and then write a review. Nothing less. Yeah, he's got his mask and he's just like putting it up to the screen. Write a review and then send me an email, ianhates at gmail.com, and let me know what you sent. 
and then we'll give you a shout out on whatever show as well. That really, really helps out the show. You guys have no idea. So do all the follows. Get the show even more popular than it is because it should be way more popular than it is. I think that covers everything for right now. So Jackson, do you have any final words for everyone? I love you all. You want to try that one again? I love you all. And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.